What up, y'all? I just love that song. Welcome to the Melanated Way. I'm Linda Entwee. I don't know. My lighting looks weird today. Oh, well, what can I do? Uh, welcome. Happy Monday to you and you and you and you. Uh, shout out to the live chat. Hey, Dream Big, Texas Gina, Better Days, Angelica, Mandy Geek Girl, everyone. Hey. Um, don't forget, forget to hit that thumbs up real quick before we get started. Um, we are covering Before the 90 Days, Bad Romance, Season 5, Episode 9, and it was fantastic. It was very entertaining to me, guys. I felt it very, very entertaining. Uh, so let's just jump right in. Shout out to my Patreon subscribers. Uh, again, without you guys, these shows wouldn't happen. You should have gotten an alert today for a special interview we're doing on Wednesday. Uh, so check your inboxes. And what else did I want to say? Oh, Super Chat, Super Stickers are available. Uh, support the show. Bottom of the screen, you can see where you can support the show. What else? What am I missing? I think that's it. So let's jump into it. Jasmine and Gino. Okay, so while we're just starting off, I need to know, are you Team Jasmine or are you Team Gino? Because I know when the season first started, everyone was Team Gino. And I feel like the tables may have turned a little bit, so I'm curious. Let me know in the live chat. Let me know in the replay. Are you Team Gino or Team Jasmine? So as we know, there are these naked pictures. Um, and she's pissed, right? And she's showing the text. He's like denying it, denying it, denying it. And I'm like, how's this fool going to deny it when she has the receipts right in her hand? Like, what do you, how do you, like, what are you thinking? Uh, Team Jasmine, Jasmine. Hey, Lydia. Lydia says neither. Jasmine, it's looking like an overwhelming Team Jasmine situation here. Um, So... How are you gonna deny it, Gino? Like honestly, how are you how are you gonna not deny the fact that you did that? You did that shit and now you got caught. And you're looking like you don't know what she's talking about. You're all confused. I'm confused that you're confused. Anyways, he's denying, denying, denying. She's crying. And you could just see the guilt on his face. Like 100 percent you did that shit. Like you 100 percent did it. And it's not cool. So Gino then says, okay, I was, I, I did it. Like I did it, but it was only that one time and I was rubbing in her face. And, you know, I just was like, look, this is how my new girlfriend looks like. And she's beautiful and all the things. And Jasmine wasn't buying it. It was making her matter. She was just like, you know what? I'm never going to be able to trust you again. He's like, oh, well, I sent it as revenge. And then you guys, here's the thing. You sent it as revenge, but isn't that illegal? Isn't that considered almost like revenge porn? Don't people get completely canceled for that? And some people actually get charged for that? You can't send someone's naked photos to someone else. And I know you definitely can't pop them online. So A, you did it because you're being an asshole. B, you admit that you, do, you were doing it because it was a form of revenge. Revenge for what? What did your ex do to you so badly that you feel like this is the right way to take revenge on her? Totally ridiculous. So um, and a pop-up. We talked about it on our Friday's News and Gossip, you guys. I showed uh, my Patreon subscribers the actual breakdown of the full text messages. And I'll tell you this, you guys, the text messages are, are insane. Like, it's a lot. It's a lot. Not the take, um, not the naked pictures, obviously, but the text exchange between the ex and Jasmine is quite extensive. It's quite like battle back and forth, saying a lot of mean stuff. Um, but this is what they showed on the show. So Part of not only did he send these naked photos, but he also was texting her while Jasmine was lying right next in bed with him. He was like back and forth with his ex. So obviously this was happening while they're on vacay together. So he says, she goes crazy if I mention anything about my exes. She gets super jealous if I even mention a woman's name, making her seem like she's crazy. But here's the thing. You're trying to make her seem crazy and super jealous. 
and all of these things. But on the same hand, you're trying to say that this is revenge to your ex and that your current girlfriend is so hot. Like, which one is it? Honestly, which one is it? Because it's honestly not making any sense to me. Yes, Laura says he lacks basic respect for her. And I would go on to say that he lacks basic respect for himself. So <clears throat> she takes off, she's pissed, and he doesn't know where she went. She's upset because, you know, she trusted him. These were topless photos. She doesn't understand why he would do this to her. And then the ex also sent screenshots of the conversation that the two of them were having, which one of them I'm showing you on my screen right now. And yeah, he was making fun of her, calling her crazy, saying she had an explosive temper when she got jealous and all of this while she's napping beside him. How would you guys feel if your current partner was texting their ex while you were there? Would you trip? Would you trip? Because <clears throat> I know that's not something I would be able to accept. Like, that's not happening. Not over here. Um, so the ex even says that. She's like, ha, ha. he says, ha, ha, ha. She's napping right now, LOL. And she's like, oh, okay, so you're talking to me behind her back then. Um, wow, Gino. Really? That's how you're going to do your, your current girlfriend? So Jasmine's super unimpressed with this. She thinks it's very low of him. She thinks he's not the man that she thought he was. Um, but you know what? She's going to go and confront him because she wants to cause him pain just like he caused her all of this pain. <clears throat> That's right. Hit that like button. Thanks, Dasha, for reminding me. Uh, wherever you're watching, if you can hit that thumbs up, that'd be great. So she comes storming in. He's on the bed. He's all like scared and whatnot. And she's like, shut your effing mouth. How dare you? You ain't no man. You're disgusting. You're depressing. And I would never, like, she just went off. And I was like, mm-hmm. He deserves all of that and a bag of chips. And she's like, why are you sharing something so personal, you know? And he's like, well, you know, I wanted my ex-girlfriend to see how hot my new girlfriend was. And this is the part that I totally agree with. And I think that sometimes 90 Day Fiance does do this stereotype. Not just with Latinas, but just in general, really. Like stereotype, whatever the stereotype is for that person. And she said this. She's like, you made me look like I'm this explosive, crazy Latina. And got to be honest with you guys, that's how people were seeing her when she first came across the season. She was getting a lot of flack in the 90-day fandom, right? But here's the thing that we start to think about. It's like we don't see all the other stuff that the other person is doing, right? So she probably has a hot temper. Maybe she just has a hot temper, but he's also setting her off because of the things that he does. And so that's the part that I'm like, oh, see, there's always, there's always something more to the story. Um, and then he talks about how he was just joking. And she's like, well, that wasn't funny. You're not even a funny guy. And She's like, I can't even deal with this. I can't deal with you. I can't deal with your level of stupidity. You're an effing loser. She takes the toothbrush as she's packing her bags, right? Because she's taken off. She takes the toothbrush that's supposed to be her welcome gift, plus her Christmas gift, plus all the things wrapped up in one. She takes it. She takes the cord, you guys. Like, if this was the cord, it was so funny. She takes the cord. She wraps it around the toothbrush. She opens the door. She chucks it out the door. He's like, oh, what did you just throw out? She's like, the trash. <laughs> I died of laughter. Died of laughter. <clears throat> um, and then she goes on to say, you know, you just lost the only person that truly loved you. Um, you know, you can spend all this money that you have on sugar babies she looks at the text and apparently he's giving his sbs 250 dollars. and that's the thing i don't know if you guys know this but 
a lot of Gino's history is coming out and a lot of his history is that he is that dude. He's that dude that, that is like, um, what's his name? Stan from love after lockup, you know, sugarbaby.com, sugardaddy.com. He's doing all the things and he's literally paying for dates, literally paying for dates. Okay. But at the same time, he's gaslighting those same women. And there's a whole thing that we're going to get into on Friday on news and gossip. People sent me a bunch of stuff and he, he's that dude. He like gaslights women. He makes it seem like, actually I'll pop this one went on. He makes it seem like, Hey, I want to be with you, but I'm in control. So you do whatever I want because you need money. And I want these things, which I just think is terrible. Uh, Laura says more power to the woman taking his money. So, uh, Lizzie or Lindsay, excuse me, Lindsay is her, her name. Lindsay's his ex. This is where all this, these text messages are coming from. Uh, she posted today in her stories or reposted a meme that was out and the meme said, Gino's secret is now uncovered, right? So we're seeing his naked head bald head. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit more shortly, but she goes on to say, don't think I'll be hearing from this guy anymore with a laughing emoji. And she also went ahead and said this, uh, a certain someone out here claiming I sent their pics to their work to get them fired. Dot, dot, dot. When I have no clue where they work, if they even do, I also quote bullied her child because that's what I do is bully little kids, LOL, um, with the OMG emoji. He's a creep, and that's the end of the story. Anything these two make up to hide the fact is just BS. I'll be anxiously awaiting for these, quote, legal proceedings from Panama. So as you guys can see, it's getting 100% messy between the ex and Gino and Jasmine it's like this messy situation because on the one hand you have whatever's going on between um Lindsay and Jasmine and you guys as you know um from Friday we went in depth they went back and forth harsh back and forth and it looks like it's continuing and spilling on to social media and then we have what's happening between Lindsay and Gino and that battle so she did post this uh to her social media today and I think that we're just going to see more stuff leak out. I know I personally, like I said, have more stuff that was sent to me that I'm just like, oh, this is messy between Gino and his history with sugar babies and history with Lindsay specifically. And then also what's happening between Lindsay and um, Jasmine, it should be quite explosive. So I'll, I'll definitely fill you guys in on Friday. Um, so she's pissed. She's taking off. She's she's sick of knowing that there's like sugar babies involved, that he's sending money and that he's that old man um, that has to pay for sex and pay for company. She's not impressed. And she calls him depressing. You're a depressing man um, that has to pay for dates and goes on to say, you know, men like you take advantage of women who are in need. And I agree that some guys do do that, right? It's like a power move. Right. I have this. I'm dangling this over this. And in return, they expect a lot of things from you. So she's like, this is the last time you'll ever F and see me in your life. And he's like, well, if you can't talk peacefully, OK. And that set her all the way off. You guys, I can't even repeat it all. All I can say it was beep, 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 F U beep, 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 F U beep, 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 beep. It was all that and a bag of chips. She went all the way off. And <clears throat> she then goes to say, you know what? Good ones will always succeed and my time will come. And she was pissed, y'all. She was so pissed that we see in the preview that she comes back and she knocks that hat right off of his head. You guys, this is this this was the moment we were all waiting for. The cameraman in production last week, they lost the chance and opportunity to zoom in so that we could see his head properly. But 
she made this whole hat taking off of his head part of this argument and I was here for it. So I screen grabbed it. And if if I could zoom in some more, if I could get a 360 pan on what's going on over here, I absolutely would. So she knocks it off his head and then he comes scrambling. Now you guys, can we just talk about this a little bit, please? Now I understand it. I'm going to show you. It's a meme. I'll show you after this. It's not my meme, but I died of laughter. So Gino, this is Gino's. Okay, so we're going to go. And there's nothing wrong with balding because you know what? Bald heads can be super sexy. Like I, I've, I've dated a few bald headed guys and it's hot, right? But I feel like you have to commit. You either have to say, hey, listen, I'm all in and I'm going to shave it all off. And be all smooth, or you're gonna have to go like if you want a little stubble, then you go down to you number four or number five and you get that stubble. But you gotta commit, you can't be like half in and half out. And that's what we're seeing here. So where he wears his hat is completely bald, but he keeps the stubble in the back. And here's the thing, you guys, that I lost, I lost it. I lost it because it's the funniest thing that I've I read today and I just have to pop it up. So um, this was posted by another meme account, More Biggie, but it obviously is a tweet from Twitter. And it says, so Gino keeps the back of his head unshaven so he can appear to have hair while he wears his hat. Laugh my ass off. Is this correct? That's absolutely correct. Let's go back to that photo like here we are let me see but can i make this bigger is it possible oh that's as big as it gets but you catch the drift you guys so when he wears the hat right this is like a what is what is this he's like it's not a scam but this is like a sham when he wears the hat and you see him from behind, you're thinking, oh, he's got that little bit of stubble. But then that's why you never want to take off the hat because then he's got this like landing strip that just lands by the end of where the cap is. Stop playing with me. Stop playing with me right now. <laughs> oh, Lord, it's an illusion. <laughs> Anyways, next week is going to be even more explosive with those two. I am here for it. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Oh, all right. On to uh, Jimena and Mike. Oh, oh my gosh. You guys are hilarious on the live chat. On to... Jimena and Mike, my question to you. So first of all, I was a little confused by this. When, since when was his trip only going to be a week and a half? Wasn't he supposed to spend three weeks there or am I mistaken? Because I went back in my notes and my notes said when we watched the first, very first episode that he was going to spend three weeks in um, Colombia. And now he's been there for less than, well, less than two weeks, a week and a half. And he's going back. The other thing that was very confusing to me was, so y'all never met in your lives, in real lives, and you guys know how I feel about that. You finally go and meet her. There's a lot of bumps in the road. And after a week and a half, one week and a half, you get engaged. Now, let me put that in perspective. Let's say my girl Dasha, okay? Dasha is single and ready to mingle. So she gets on a dating app. She meets this dude. They seem to hit it off. They go back and forth online on this dating app, back and forth online. Uh, they may, they might have a couple of, you know, screen FaceTime calls and pop off the app. And now they're texting. Then Dasha spends every single day with this guy who lives in the same city as her every single day with this person for a week and a half. And at the end of the week and a half, he's like, will you marry me? And she says, yes. 
Does that not seem outrageous to you? And I don't know if, if I feel like, oh, three weeks would be longer, but I feel like, have we, I watched this show from the beginning. They've usually have at least three weeks together, some of them a month. Now we're going, we're like, just <laughs> let's get down to business. I'm going to give you a week. I'm going to give you two weeks. Now they have a week and a half. I find it fascinating. So it's his last night, which was super fast to me. Um, and he set up this restaurant so beautifully. View, cake, balloons, flowers, the whole nine yards. He's got the the engagement ring with the cake that has like the banner, will you marry me? And then, you know, the ring is going to be on the cake that's going to be served to them. It's, it's impressive. Okay. But he's also super nervous. I do think, you guys, that he speaks way more Spanish than he lets on. I think that translator app is BS. I think he speaks way more Spanish than he lets on. That being said, um, the romantic dinner looks great. Everyone's impressed. She's impressed. But, you know, there are some things that she still doesn't really like about him. The dad, of course, is impressed. Um, he likes the scenery. He likes the view. Mom likes it, you know, sisters there, kids there, everyone, the whole family, extended family, we're all coming through. So he's happy that they're happy. Uh, what I noticed as well, and I don't know if y'all peeped this, it just reminded me of, you know, you know, when you hear, okay, okay, you guys, let's, let's be real with each other. You ever go on a date and you can see that maybe perhaps it's not you. Let's say it won't, it's not you because you would never do this. But you notice at the other table that they're on a date too. And you notice that the, the girl or the guy or the person, let's just say the person, orders the most expensive thing. So the most expensive drink, the most expensive steak, you know, lobster, all the things. And you're like, oh, this person probably doesn't get out much and they're using this opportunity to get the things that they don't normally get. That is the complete vibe I got of the whole family. Did y'all peep the meals? They all, all of them, surf and turf, steak here, lobster here, fish here. I was like, even the kids had steak. I was like, oh, see, that's why we're all really happy. Okay. We're happy because A, we're at a fancy restaurant. B, it's not on our dime because we would never be coming up in here ordering shrimp and lobster and steaks. We've got a beautiful view. And guess what? The person who's funded our entire family, furnished our entire apartment that we all live at, is now going to be welcome to the family because he's going to marry our ticket out of here. And, and don't get mad at me and don't come for me. Because I'll tell you, I'm I'm jumping ahead, but he says he's happy because he sees her situation is going to change. Not, I'm happy because she looks in love. I'm happy because he seems like a nice guy. I'm happy because they found each other and their soulmates. He says, the dad says, I quote, I'm happy because... He can see her situation is going to change. Her situation means their situation. They're all coming up on this dude. So, <clears throat> stakes for everyone. And then he did this really cute, 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 cute. Um, Angelica, did you believe the pause? Because I'll tell you. The pause was just for, for no drama. I was like, what are we waiting for? Why am I wasting minutes here? I was looking at everyone, looking at each other. We already knew she was going to say yes. She can say, oh, I don't want to go because he farts here and he doesn't pick up his clothes there. But, oh, let me let me break up with him and not have him buy me a, a dining table and a couch and a fridge, and a stove, and a coffee machine. No, because stop it. Um, so <laughs> it's 
Yeah, I said steaks for everyone. His little speech was really adorable. And you guys, I've I've said this from the beginning, you know, protect Mike at all costs. Because at the end of the day, he's very sincere, right? He wants love. He wants to be love and give love. And like he said, he's waited 34 years to find it. He's been a perpetual single person. And he's got all this love to give. And you can see that he wants to give it to not only Jimena, but to her two children, which I think is fantastic. Midwife Crystal, thank you so much for the super chat. Uh, she says, they don't care who it is. Insert any guy with any money here. <laughs> so um, he asked, so, you know, I've been focusing on being neater and more organized. And, you know, have you noticed? And she says, you know, I have noticed and you're doing very well. Um, but I want you to keep practicing when you go back to the United States, which I thought was hilarious. But you can tell that this guy really does love her. Like he's 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 got that puppy love, like puppy eyes. And anytime she shows him a little bit of affection, you can just you can see it all over his face. You can just see that he's enthralled with her. And I just you know, that's really important, too. So he loves her um, and he wants to be a lot more attentive to her needs and he wants to be the best version of himself uh, for her. And so he's like, attention, attention. So a few things I want to say about Jimena and he says it in Spanish, which I think shows the effort and the love and the care he has for her. He's thankful for meeting her. You are my other half, he says. You complete me. I love your children as if they're my own. Um, you know, when we're together, I don't care about anything else except for being a family. You keep me tidy, he says. You keep me organized, and I love you. And then the cake arrives. And on the cake, it says, will you marry me? And the ring is on top of it. She starts crying. There's this dramatic pause as if she's crying, like, because she's going to turn him down. But you know that that was not ever going to be the case. And so they're staring at each other. And then he, I was wondering, too, actually, was he actually going to say the words? Um, and, you know, everyone does their proposal different. You know, he didn't get on bended knees. He was sitting beside her. But he did say, you know, will you marry me? And she says yes. And it was a really sweet moment. She feels like he's a sweet, loving, kind individual and remembers that's why she fell in love with him. Um, Juan David is so happy. He gets up out of his chair you know, runs over to his mom, gives her a big hug because, you know, they're finally going to have that father figure um, in their life. Mandy says, I can't wait for his tribute tattoo. <laughs> uh, and Dasha says, even though Mike deserves better, I'm happy for her sons. I want him to be with her only for the babies. I feel like they've been traumatized by their past, her past choices. Facts. Um, so yeah, dad welcomes them to the fab, him to the family. I already told you what he said. He's happy to see her situation is going to change. Um, the one thing, and you guys, I'm just going to be a little petty for like two seconds. Here's the thing. Okay. The one thing that I was like, mm. she got all beautifully dressed up. She looked gorgeous. But, like, she's a nail tech, right? Isn't that what, what she said that that's her job? And, like, I couldn't stop looking at her nails because there was that one nail that was all chipped. Like, you could still see the chip of the of her nail polish. And I was like, you knew he was going to propose today. You couldn't have done your... And I'm not saying she would have had to spend money to go get her nails done because she's a nail tech. She, could she not have just done her own nails? Pop pop another top coat over that bad boy. You know how we do real quick. We can't get to the nail shop. So let me just quickly buff that out, pop another coat, pow, they're brand new. <sighs> Anyhow, that was petty. This is something I noticed, but you guys know I get distracted by, you know, some things. So it all goes beautifully. Everyone's happy that eats the next day. He's leaving. Uh, family's concerned about when he's going to come back because, you know, they've been living their best life these past week and a half. <laughs> Just kidding. He says he might be back in a few months. 
Uh, he does want to come back as soon as possible so they can get married and he can file for the spousal visa and bring her and her kids over to America. You can really tell the kids are attached to him. They're hugging and saying, you know, we'll miss you, we'll miss you, we'll miss you. Um, she's even sad he's leaving because she doesn't know when he's going to come back and things can change in, in any time, right, when you're apart. Uh, so they're in the car and she's like, you know, I really want to marry you right now. I'm going to lock this down. Clunk, clunk, chick, chick, chick. How do you even do that? Click, click. What's the sound that handcuffs make? Is it click, click? Click, click. Anyhow, they get to the airport. They say their goodbye. She gives him a medal of the Virgin for protection, which really made me think about Jesse and Jennifer, how... You know, this girl gives like, I'm going to give you a medal of the Virgin Mary to protect you. And Jennifer's like, I'm going to give you my used thongs that I'm wearing right now to take with you. It's quite the difference in the two. (sighs) So we do see on the flip side, though, that next week something's going on because he's hurrying on back to Colombia. Now, <clears throat> word on the street, and I have the receipts, and again, this will be for Friday's episode of News and Gossip. So, you know, we hear on the show that she wants to get breast augmentation. She wants him to pay for it. And all I'll say is she does get some work done. She, does, she gets quite a bit of work done. And uh, we'll talk about that as well on Friday. Now moving on to Ben. Oh, Ben. Oh, friggin' Ben. I just, I just don't even know what to say about Ben. Okay. So I know I told you guys from the very, very beginning that, that A, he was a filler. B, you know, his whole thing was sport and fitness and working out and being a fitness model and all the things. And that's what he wanted to, you know, get out of being on this show. And I stand firmly by that because, again, he's working out. And, you know, he starts talking about, and literally, if you guys could see my notes, it says, he goes, my body, and then I, to- I like, zoned out. So all I wrote was, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> because it was. It was, like, a huge speech about my body, blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 blah. This is my space, and I'm working out. Well, we can see you're working out. We see you have your shirt off. You, you started with your shirt off. You ended with your shirt off. We get it full. Like you're fit. You like to work out. We get it. Anyways, he says he's not in a good place. He feels discouraged and disappointed, betrayed, angry, and sad. Hey, Radella. Hey, girl. Hey. Um. He's been looking for unconditional love his whole life. And I was like, I have to pause here. I'm confused. You're 52 years old. Of those 52 years, you were married for 24 years. You have four beautiful children. So what part of you have been looking your whole life for unconditional love? So those 24 years of your marriage were just what? Nothing? And you feel disappointed, betrayed, angry, and sad because this girl hasn't shown up, but she told you not to come and you came anyways. She never texts you back and you just keep texting. She doesn't call you, but you keep calling her. But you feel angry and betrayed? Because I'm going to tell you what that sounds like to me in a little bit, but I'm just saying something is not adding up. Then he goes on to say, he's risked so much to be there for her and he's he's like I've just done so much and I was like you know what you have to be only talking about money because what else did you risk because I I don't see it Ben what did you risk besides sending thousands of dollars to this person that you've never seen on screen And I'm convinced, you guys, I keep telling you this because I know it to be true. He's literally having a conversation with himself. So when he talks about this as a soulmate and he made plans, 
you made plans with yourself. She is all the things in your mind that says, hey, this is my ideal person because it's in your own mind. You've, you've created a relationship in your head that does not exist. And that's why you're so in love with it because you're in essence in love with yourself. You're in a relationship with yourself. And the other person on the other screen, end of your screen who's texting you back is just agreeing with all the things that you say are important to you. So then he goes on that he wrote a story for her. Now, you guys, I, I just, I want to give you the backstory, okay? The story is called The Runaway Train. And he wrote this long, rambling story. And the backstory of this is prior to him taking a social media break a couple of weeks ago, because, you know, the fandom was too much for him. He made a post and the post was basically him saying reasons why he's not a serial killer and he listed them. Okay. He listed them. But I need you guys to see this. Hold on one second. I'm going to full screen it. Um, this is by 90 day divorcee meme account. Great account, by the way. Um, so the caption reads, Ben says he isn't a serial killer. And then he does stuff like this. And before I play it, I want to pop up this. And then let's see what he says. And the woman streamed out. That set off the panic. People opening windows, shouting and crying. Except one couple sitting across from each other. The gentleman in a black suit winked at the woman in red heels. He slowly smiled and stood, reaching his hand out there and whispered in her ear, almost above it. The passenger sat back down as the train hurled towards the steep turn. People were laughing now and clapping in time as the talented couple rolled up and down the aisle. The old train came off the wheels around that corner, but settled back on the tracks to the cheers of all that continued on its way. I said, baby, my beautiful mahogany, the train is already going too fast to stop. Let's just dance. What, anyone? Did anyone? What in the rambling hell was that? What was that? Because to me, okay, to me, that sounded a little bit stalker, serial killer-ish. And the way he was talking because he was out of breath because, you know, apparently he was working out. It was too much for me. The what? The train and the who? The train is already going too fast to stop. Let's just dance. I watch all the true crime, and that's a true crime moment, you guys. When you just start rambling and there's probably like crazy innuendos <laughs> underneath that and you send it off to her like she's gonna know what the hell you like stop it stop it stop mandy it was more than a red flag that was like a red banner that was the sky turned red that was like the rain is red everything was red red okay it listen Listen, y'all, what you're not about to do, okay? I said it earlier, but now I'm going to tell you why I said it earlier. What you're not about to do is, <clears throat> okay, I'll use me, me as an example. If I said to Stevie, if I said, hey, Stevie, um, hey, I'm coming over. And Stevie's like, no, nah, it's not good. It's not a good time for me. I'm like, no, no, I'm going to come over. And Stevie's like, no, nah, this is not a good time. And then I said, no, no, I'm going to come over. And Stevie has already told me three times, like, hey, no, don't come over. And then I pop up, right? So I fly out to where he is. I pop up. I start calling him. I start texting him. I send him this crazy message about a train and the train's going too fast and the train is going to derail. But like, let's just dance. I'm sure he'd be on the phone to his local police getting a restraining order. And then... Not only that, I call him again. He doesn't answer. And I immediately hang up and I start texting him. I'm coming to your city, like, right? I'm coming down to your street. I know where you live. I'm going to be at the restaurant down the street from where you live. How, how is that not 
stalker behavior. I'm just curious. And he's 52 and she's 22. <sighs> Crazy. Anyhow, the train is ready. Is already going too fast to stop. Let's just dance. Then he goes on to say that apparently, allegedly, they planned a family together, a life together. He's just not willing to give up. He calls his bestie Jason and tells Jason that things aren't going as expected. I'm sorry, what did you expect? Before you got on the plane, she told you not to come and you went anyway. So what were you thinking was going to happen? Um, and so he tells him, you know, Mahogany has ghosted me. She's not messaging me. She wasn't at the airport. And then the friend Jason says, well, you should really see what's in front of you. Facts. See what's in front of you. Second, she might not be real. Second, facts. Okay. What does Ben say? Well, there's really no confirmation of that. Uh, what? <laughs> what? There's no confirmation that she might not be real or that she ghosted you because mm, kind of seems like mm, it might be that your friend is preaching facts to you. Why don't you just go ahead and continue to have just a mini solo vacay, enjoy Peru and then bounce. But no, what are you going to do? You said your optimism and naivete is going to allow you to really continue to move forward. And you've never been so connected on a cerebral and emotional and spiritual level with anyone else besides mahogany. So then again, I said, WTF, you were married for 24 years. And now the only reason you're so connected to this person you've never even talked to is because you're in a relationship with yourself and you're describing yourself as cerebral. You're describing yourself as emotional. And obviously we know that you're spiritual. Oh, guess what? You're in a relationship with your damn self. <sighs> then he goes on to say that he's praying about it and he knows that God is in this relationship with him and Mahogany. Um, so guess what? He's going to go stalk her where she lives. Going to go to the restaurant and sit there and wait for her and see, like, should I just maybe go knock on her door? We've all been down this road before. <coughs> Caesar, <coughs> David, <coughs> Ricky. Okay. Friend says, you know what? There are signs. There have been signs if you watch any uh, true crime on Discovery Plus, uh, that she's not about this right now. Yeah. The sign is that she's ghosting you. The sign is she told you not to come in originally and you still came. The sign is that, hey, listen, you call, 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 text, 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 and she still is nowhere to be found. Mm, yep. Those are the signs. He doesn't care. He says his feelings are still there. Uh, and I, again, am going to say that that sounds like a stalker to me. Um, so he's going to do everything in his power to make this happen. He calls her, no answer. He texts her, no answer. His excuse is that she's scared of their love. So he texts her again, tells her, I'm heading your way to uh, St. Bart Bartolo. Um, and he's going to be X amount, X restaurant. And then in the taxi, on the way to the restaurant, allegedly she texts back and saying that, San uh, Bartolo is very distant to Lima. That's all she wrote. But guess what? He's taking that as a good sign because she texts back finally. And she didn't say go away. She didn't say don't come. She just gave us random text. So he feels like it's a good sign. And God is in this union. What we do learn about Ben is that he feels like he's deprived of love and being deprived of love, I think, is where he's coming from a place of desperation. I do think also that he is having a midlife crisis. I think someone told him he looked hot and he believes that he looks hot. So he therefore should be able to 
to date young hot women in his mind and yeah that's all i'll say about that so he's sitting and waiting he's sitting and waiting and again we've all been we've all seen this on plenty of seasons of 90 day fiance did you think that she was going to show up anyone raise your hand raise your hand if you thought that mahogany was going to show up Oh, wait, what? No one has their hand raised? Because guess what? Caesar Ricky David, been there, done that. Then he says the question that they all ask themselves, am I going to look like a fool? Hell yeah, you already do. <laughs> On to Caleb. Um, all I'm going to say about this is they're at dinner. Um, he wants to extend the trip to kind of continue to feel out this relationship he's in. Um, but he also feels like she has too many expectations, you know, they're friends, but he can't really commit to anything else. Um, and she's not having it. She wants to know before she leaves, are they going to be exclusive boyfriend, girlfriend, and he's like, you know, I don't know. I need more time. And she's like, well, what am I doing wrong that makes you feel like like you don't want to be with me? And then he flips it on her and says, well, what am I doing that makes you feel like you're not being cared for? Which I thought was very smart of him. <clears throat> so long story short, I did say Caleb. Long story short, Caleb... Um, wants to make sure that this is the right person, this is the right situation for him, and he doesn't want to be rushed into anything. And again, I, I remind you guys that, hey, I thought they were going to be there for three weeks. These these people are leaving like a week and a half, two weeks into a trip. How do you then say, after you just met someone for the first time, yeah, I'm going to be exclusive with you, but we live totally worlds apart, and we literally met one time. I don't know if that's realistic. I feel like this before the 90 days is different than other ones that we've seen where they've had like back and forth. They've gone to visit each other back and forth. And this pre 90 days is like, Hey, let's spend like three weeks to a month together and really see if we're going to get married next. This one is like different. Um, so He's like, you know what? I understand that you have needs and your needs to be met. And I want to make sure that I'm going to be that person that's going to be able to, to fulfill all your needs. And he's like, I'm not sure. She interprets that as saying that he feels that he is not good enough for her. And he was like, oh, no, I didn't say that. And I was like, oh, no, he did not say that. I don't know in your, your little twisted mind where you came up with, hey, I'm saying I'm not sure if I'm ready to be that person that has to give you everything that this situation requires. That's not me saying I don't think I'm, I'm good enough for you. It's very different. So <clears throat> he says he needs more time. She's forcing an answer. Um, and he's like, well, if you need an answer, I suppose you're creating one for yourself. Cause it's going to be no, because what you're not about to do is force me into a relationship that I'm not ready to be in. So they get back to the hotel. She, he sleeps on the couch. Um, and you know, he's honest. He's like, he's not hundred percent sure about her and he's not sure when he'll see her again. And it's their last day together. They go on a boat ride, they go sightseeing, some awkward tension, uh, he just really wants to chill and enjoy the sights, but she wants to talk about the relationship some more. And um, then they're back at the hotel. Caleb is meditating. And he literally, after he finished meditating, tells her, listen, I care about you. Um, but I'm going to tell you this because I care about you and I need you to understand where I'm coming from. And I don't want it to be vague, but this is what it is. So this is all new to him, he says. He's not used to dating a little person and the challenges that come with that. He's like, I'm a bachelor. I'm independent. I'm used to being active. And it scares him imagining 
having to care for and be someone's aid long term. And he's he's honest to her. He says, I'm not, I'm not sure if this is the life I want. You know, helping someone so much, having to care for someone so much, the responsibility of it all, it's something he's struggling with. And he's like, I didn't realize how big of a deal it was until, you know, I met you in real life. I thought it would be easy, but it's not easy. She takes offense to that. Next day, they're packing. They're breaking up because, you know, he can't give her the commitment that she wants. And they go to the airport. They say their goodbyes. He says that she's going to need like an escort. Um, Will we see each other again? He's like, as long as you don't disappear. She's like, well, I can't promise that. I'll try. And I was like, bye. See you never. On to Memphis and Hamza. I really needed Adam to be in this relationship so that it could just be a lot more communication. But here we are. They're in bed. She's like, me sleepy, me hungry, me tired, me me drank too much, me upset, me no go to the embassy, me have sexy time. This time was better. Me hungry. Me need to. Oh, Lord. I was like, can we just stop that? Can we just stop that, please? Because I'm getting irritated. Why are you talking like that? You were too educated to be talking crazy. And to me, that's crazy. And I get there's a language barrier and blah, blah, blah. But the only way to get better at a language is to speak the language correctly, in my humble opinion. So after this me time, uh, they get up and they're supposed to go to the embassy. But, you know, they're having some issue because Memphis has already threatened to break up with them if they don't get married during this trip. She's worried about his lack of responsibility and his age and all the things. And he's worried that she's worried. So there's that. She wants to go eat because me hungry. So she wants chicken or fish or steak or all the things. And so they stopped to go and eat. And I was like, well, I thought there was a sense of urgency. I'm so confused by what's going on here because on the one hand, you're mad because you guys were supposed to go to the embassy the day before, but you were too late. And then you blamed Hamza's planning. And then you guys woke up to go to the embassy, but then you stop to eat first and have like a full on fight and conversation. But then when you get to the embassy, you're like, oh, well, I had an appointment at two o'clock. Well, then what the, what were we rushing about? What are you complaining about if you made it to your appointment? I, I just, I just, I don't, I don't understand. So anyways, they're eating and, um, they're having a conversation about fat boobies. That's the only thing I caught. I think that's the only word he really does know. Or if he knows more words, he, that's his favorite. Boobies is his favorite word. So fat boobies, something about he likes it. Yeah, we know because you've said it a million times. She brings up that she wants a prenup. He doesn't know what that is. So she explains it to him that, you know, if we separate, we get divorced, that you can't take any of my money. He's like, what, you don't trust me? And she's like, well, you know, divorces happen. And he's like, well, no, we're not going to get divorced. And she's like, well, I need to protect myself. I need to protect my children. So either you sign a prenup or we don't get married. So will you sign? Will you sign? Will you sign? He's like, well, you know what? Your possessions don't mean anything to me. So yeah, I'll sign. But then he starts having doubts about her. And he's upset with her. And he feels like she doesn't trust him. And now he's having doubts about the relationship. Now, you guys. All my regulars, there are four conversations that I always say that you have to have before you get in a serious committed relationship. One of them is about money. I'm trying to find out and figure out why are you guys still just having this conversation now after you already went to the embassy to get the paperwork to get married. You guys decided, obviously, that you're going to get married within this three-week trip. And you're now just having the conversation. And not only are you now just having the conversation about money and prenup, but then 
after you get the paperwork, you're still nervous. He's nervous. He's mad. You're mad. He's scared. You're mad. But you want the marriage to work out. And then you don't even know what the plans for the wedding are. And he's trying to tell you that it's a surprise, but you don't trust him because you don't feel like he's a very good planner. And then you say, well, how much is it going to cost? How much is the wedding? What are you paying for? And then go on to say that, do you have any money? Do you have any savings or are you just broke? Why are you now just having this conversation when you're supposed to be getting married in a few days? You What? Yes, Lori. Money, sex, kids, religion must have those conversations pre-jumping into a serious relationship. That's my question. How are you guys now just talking about money? Okay. You obviously didn't talk about sex either because you got there. He was a two-minute hit it and quit it, but apparently he got a little better with a little liquid courage. But like, what does that look like long-term? Kids, she has kids. Is he going to want more kids? Does she want more kids? Okay. And clearly you guys have different religions. So when are we going to have that conversation? Is that going to happen before the wedding? Are you going to have a traditional wedding? And and is it going to be a Muslim traditional wedding? Are you going to have some like Christian under to like how, what? I don't get it. Yes, Crystal, that, or excuse me, Dasha, that was really rude of her to word it like that. But it was also irresponsible on her part to have the conversation after she already picked up the paperwork. So you not only hit him with, hey, by the way, my money is my money. I'm getting a prenup. But two, how are you paying for the wedding? Do you got any money or are you just broke? And it upset him. And he said, you know, she's making me feel weak. Um, she's talking about, you know, when you get come to America, everything has to be 50-50 split. But when he comes to America, he's not going to be able to work for the first two years. So how will it possibly be a 50-50 split? Like, how is that going to work? Someone explained it to me because he has to wait till he's approved for his green card because his K-1 visa only allows him to come over and get married for 90 days. And if you bring him over on a C-1 visa, which is the spousal visa, he still has to wait to get his green card before he's able to work legally and make money. So technically, it's going to be you paying. It's not going to be 50-50. And by the way, even if it's 50-50, if you guys divorce and you have a prenup and your money is your money, you're still legally responsible for him for his remainder of time in the United States. So if he can't find a job or doesn't want a job or is just kicking back, guess what? You're financially responsible. And when he goes to, like, I don't know how it works. Well, I do know how it works. When he goes to, like, try to get financial aid from the government, the government's going to be like, but you're married to Memphis. Let's go ahead and call Memphis up. And they'll call Memphis up and say, you brought this person to the country. So guess what? We're going to go ahead and make you pay for his bills until he can pay for his bills himself. And if you don't want to, then guess what? We're going to go ahead and garnish it and pay because he's not going to be using the taxpayer's dollar. <sighs> and that was that. That was the show. Uh, yeah, so... More like nine months, depending on how fast you file the paperwork. Um, someone said, uh, T. Jones says it's not two years. Uh, it, it can be up to two years, you guys, especially now in the pandemic. It's, it's, they're not giving out these green cards like there's no tomorrow. Everything is delayed. Everything. Down to the DMV. Everything is just delayed, delayed, delayed. So I know I'm speaking truth that it will be at least two years before he gets his green card. Um, what else? That's it. That was the show. And it was very interesting. And I cannot wait till next week because I feel next week is going to be just as explosive with all the nonsense. And I, for one, am here for it all. I want to make sure I, yep, I did. So hit that thumbs up. Uh, and uh oh no show that's right you guys the super bowl is next week geeker thank you for reminding me 
So we have to wait two weeks because it's Super Bowl weekend uh, this weekend coming up. It's a big thing in L.A. Um, so there's no show this week. So it's going to be the following week. So two weeks out. I'll see you guys in two weeks. For those of you that are my regulars, I'll see you guys same time, same place tomorrow. We're covering all things Darcy and Stacy. And we're going to get into it because there's a lot of stuff I need to tell you guys about this whole Darcy and Stacey situation. Um, um, I don't know what, you're, what y'all are saying, but I'll see you tomorrow. Eight o'clock, same time, same place. Bye for now.